Welcome to KSL Cafecito, the show where we talk all things culture all over a nice cup of coffee. My name is Joel Cardenas. And I'm Yvette Cruz. And welcome to our first episode, our pilot episode, if you will, of our podcast here. And excited to start this, Yvette. How about you? I'm feeling great. I am feeling awesome. Excited to be here. Now, for those of you that may be wondering kind of, hey, how's this going to be a little bit different compared to other podcasts? Well, Yvette, I think you had a little bit kind of details of how this got started. In a little yeah. Bit. So can you give yeah. Us background? So just to kind of give you a little background, um, Shoal and I started working together a few months ago. And we, in our downtime, we would find ourselves just always talking about uh, our cultura, um, the similarities, the differences, our careers, our goals, student debt, like growing up Everything. the way we did. Um, and, and it just made us want to keep doing that, but through a platform where we could reach other people who either relate to us or don't relate to us, but just want to hear something different. So that's why we're here today. Um, and we're really excited. Yes. No, we're excited to present this to you guys. And we're excited for the opportunity to do this uh, with KSL. Much appreciated for the opportunity for to bring this kind of topics and a lot of topics that we'll talk about some of them will be fun some of them will be a little bit more serious but in the end what we want for you guys to get is to have these conversations whether it's amongst yourselves or at least it makes you think a little bit differently about certain topics i know for example when we had these conversations uh, while we were working here there are a lot of times where Yvette will let me think about and would show me a side about a certain topic that i didn't really necessarily think about so i think that's where one of the things one of the ideas for this podcast came about. So we hope we can do the same for you guys and hope that uh, you enjoy it. And definitely reach out to us also as well. Uh, we're on social media at? At KSL Cafecito. That is right. And then I'm at Evie Cruz. And I'm at Joel Cardenas. Uh, give us a follow and you will get updates on next topics, on what we're doing, etc., events, things like that. So definitely give us a follow. Cool. So what are we talking about today, Shaw? Today we're talking about uh, we're talking about one of the languages that we do speak is Spanish. Uh, we're talking about is it thriving or is it just surviving in the U.S., especially with a lot of things that are going on nowadays. Uh, it is a very interesting topic. And then we're also talking about veganism and its growing popularity. So let's jump right into yeah, it, shall but, we? Yeah. Okay. So our first topic, uh, Spanish. This comes from a New York Times article uh, that was published recently. Um, it's called Spanish Thrives in the U.S. Despite an English-Only Drive. And so I thought it was really interesting. Um, one of the things that it says is that um, the United States is emerging as a vast laboratory showcasing the remarkable endurance of Spanish no matter the political climate. Um, it says that the United States now has some counts more than 50 million Hispanohablantes, which is a greater number of Spanish speakers than Spain. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't know no, that. Um, so it's saying that um, in an English superpower, um, Spanish language TV networks like Univision and Telemundo are sparring for top ratings with ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC. And that the Made in America global hit song of the summer is... <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> So, Joel, I wanted to ask you, you, I mean, obviously you speak Spanish, you've yes. been speaking Spanish all of your life, and I want to ask, how have you seen it evolve around you and in mainstream media? What's your experience been like? For me, I'll first go with uh, with mainstream media, then I'll go with kind of more of the personal side. With mainstream media, it's definitely grown. I think we could go back to even in, it's always been around, obviously, but I think around 1999, when we started seeing more of the Latin artists, or as they called it, the Latin explosion back in 1999, we saw more of the popularity of affecting music. And as we know, music reaches many times beyond you know, whether it's books, whether it's other kind of media. So more people began to 
and I say by more people, I mean more people that did not speak Spanish began getting into the culture and things like that. And now these past few years where it used to be, well, some people didn't necessarily accept it. Some people thought of it as it's whatever. Now it's almost become not just cool, but it's almost become this is it's a positive thing. I think for for the majority of things now, do we see the other side where there is people there is a backlash against the growing of, of, of the Spanish language? Of course, we've seen that a lot in media. We've seen it a lot. Unfortunately, sometimes when it comes to the political side of things, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled by it because I think nowadays more Hispanos, especially more immigrants, both legal and illegal, uh, they feel more comfortable. And as crazy as that, as that sounds, that is that there is an importance to that. And I think to go to their neighborhood and and and. Some people would say, well, they should learn the language. I think that's one of the ones that I've heard in the past. Well, if they're here in America, they should learn the language. There are a lot of circumstances why they're not able to learn the language. It's not mm-hmm. because they're dumb. It's not because they don't want to. A lot of times it's because they got a family of five or a family or whatnot to take care of. Or even yeah. if it's just or even if it's just themselves. You know, they're trying to hustle. They're trying to survive here and in this country and not just the people that are have only been here, let's say, for example, legally for a few months. There's people here that have been here for many years still, but because of life, because of circumstances, yeah, it's hard. It, it, it's it, it's tough to, to to learn a new language. I mean, it's ask anybody who's trying to learn Spanish. They still haven't mastered it. I have a yeah. couple of friends that have have tried to learn Spanish and they took, you know, two years of, of Spanish in high school and then they took you know three years in college or whatnot. And it still gets them. Because you have to be immersed, and now that's the thing. Now with a, a lot of the hispano uh, blantes, they're now immersed in it instead of just listening to it at home. Because that's, I think, for a lot of us growing up, that's how it was. We listen to it at home, right. and then when we leave the house, yeah, we're going back English. to English. Yeah. But now that's becoming also – it's still around, but now we could leave the home and there's still people talking Spanish. Yeah. And it's becoming a little bit more – open up what about what about you how have you seen it grow well okay so I I mean I grew up speaking Spanish at home and I would leave and I would speak English at school for however long I was at school uh, even my friends that I grew up with that are the same as me they they their parents are uh, from Latin American countries and they grew up here we talk to each other in English mostly um, we all speak Spanish but we just have that we you know we met at school so that's how you know we speak English to each other sometimes we throw a little Spanglish in there and we understand each other which is nice um but even my friends who don't uh speak spanish as a first language you know that, that i've tried to pick it up all of my friends actually that uh aren't hispanic they all try to speak spanish either right. they've taken classes or they uh have just picked up certain phrases and um uh, a good friend of mine when we would be out and somebody would speak spanish she would just look at me it was just this instant look and she wanted to know what they were saying you know she just wanted uh an interpretation and so i i, I just knew i knew this look and so i would tell her and and sometimes she would you know her and other friends they'd pick up they'd be like i heard this word and i know this word so it's it's a language that people want to learn um at least in my experience that's what i've seen um but uh the article also states that there are more than 20 states that have enacted laws making english the official language i don't know how i feel about that because i don't know that there is an official language i know that people say all the time this is america we should speak english but america is made up of a lot of immigrants who speak a lot of different languages not just english and spanish but right. you've got a ton of other languages and i personally wish i could learn all of them um it, it's hard though it it was hard for me to even pick up spanish the way i speak english 
I say that I'm fluent in Spanish, but still, my if my Spanish, if my English is 100%, my Spanish is still, oh, I'd say like an 80, 85, and maybe I'm being generous, maybe I'm being humble, I don't know. Um, but I would love to learn other languages, and, and I like I like seeing that. I like seeing people around me try and pick up other languages, try and pick up my native language, and um, I don't know. I just, I enjoy seeing that. But you know what I wish? I wish I would see it more on TV. Right. Like TV shows where and and I'm not saying there there are none. There are a couple maybe, but if you want to see something in Spanish, you basically have to watch a telenovela or you have to go to Univision and Telemundo. You don't you don't see a six o'clock show on ABC uh, or any other network that is completely in, um, you know, or, that, or that's Spanglish even, right. you know, that people around us are picking up. Like the way that this Pasito is is so big right now, that song and that all these people are singing along or dancing to it or even wondering what certain words mean or, you know, now they know what this Pasito means. I don't see that in uh, TV and I would love seeing that. Do you think it's because... TV TV broadcasters feel that the audience wouldn't be there or do you feel that Maybe. it's more of like they don't want to get backlash because we've seen know. some people get backlash of like hey why are you guys having this this on or I, I don't like this yeah, on Fort- and it's unfortunate know. it's unfortunate that those circumstances have, have happened before and I think to even we even think about how many Hispanic shows have there been in the past let's say 20 years what George Lopez and maybe Jane the Virgin is that kind of that probably it that's yeah or maybe I think there was a uh, Cristela had a show for like a yeah, season yeah that was canceled <laughs> yeah after. that was canceled Jane and, the Virgin's doing pretty good yeah um and that's that's good to see mm-hmm. um but I don't know I wish there wasn't just one show I wish there were uh, several shows be, I wish there were more than one like this pasito and then mm-hmm. Mi Gente I think that's yeah. a is it Mi Gente yeah that song yeah Mi Gente those, so I, I like that these songs are breaking into I you know usually I expect to hear those songs on a certain radio station I loved when yeah. I you know turned on certain stations and I'm like oh this is playing here yeah. I love that I want to see more of that but what do you think this is a quick question why do you think that's it's more acceptable with music but it's not becoming acceptable with You're television right. or mo- uh, movies now don't, don't get me wrong there's latinos in movies there's plenty right, of them, but, but it's very still, rare that they take a lead yeah. they're they're getting a, an oscar-esque type role you know and maybe I'm going to a bigger subject yeah. that we'll go for another time but it feels like music is at least opening the door yeah. but there's still a lot more that door needs to be opened does that I, make sense yeah no no it makes total sense i don't know why that is that's that's a really good question but i i don't know so, but it does seem like music has always been the like enter like you you had I don't know when the Macarena was big but you had the Macarena I have I've heard this pasito be compared to the Macarena in sense of popularity right. um and I don't know why that was I personally don't like the Macarena it's kind of annoying but I do like this pasito <laughs> it's catchy yeah. uh, maybe it's a generational thing I, I don't know the Macarena also had a dance to go along with it so it's just I, I don't know I don't know why it is it's okay it's not that it's not okay but you know, I guess well I don't know why it's okay with music or why it's just why music seems to be and I don't even want to call it the gateway because I don't I don't see a ton of following after music right. but I would like to yeah, and for me, going back to to Spanish and talking about this in general, for me also, I can't help but think it is about marketing also as well. Because in that New York Times ad, uh, excuse me, ad uh, uh, story, there are a couple of ads. I knew I wanted to say ads. Yeah. There are a couple of ads that are uh, bilingual that are that are also in Spanish yeah. as well. So we know also the marketing for Latino audiences is big as well. They know that's a lot of Latinos are obviously shopping and there is a huge marketing 
there's huge marketing opportunities there yeah. for some of these companies. So I think we're probably going to continue to see that more and more. I'm surprised Amazon hasn't even hasn't jumped on yet. Things like that. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe now they will. I, I I think it'll just continue on. And there's always going to be people who disagree with what Spanish and the language and, and how it's being promoted because unfortunately that's just the society we live in. But to see Spanish continue to grow, like you said, it, it's not English is not just the official quote unquote it's the official language or whatnot. Yeah. It's, it's all these languages. I mean, and that's just we're just saying Spanish, but there's obviously Mandarin Chinese. There's so many right. other ones as well. Yeah, I think it depends on your identity. And for us, this mm-hmm. is our identity. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to end off on how the article ends off. Uh, it's a quote uh, from uh, Juno Diaz, who is a uh, an amazing author. He's one of my favorite authors. Um, And he says, in many places in the U.S., English and Spanish are in bed with each other, a contrast that is both generative and exciting. Oh, I'm sorry, a contact that is both generative and exciting. For many of us, Spanish is our path to love. And as history has proven, no one can legislate away love. Very well said. All right. So our next topic is veganism, veganism and its growing popularity. Now, veganism to me has always been something, at least when I've heard of it, has always been something that people have done because they they really care about animals. They don't want anything to do with animal products. They don't think it's right. And they want to live a life free of animal abuse, I guess. Um, And again, this is just my perception. That's how I've always thought of veganism. Now, it seems, though, that veganism is taking over a lot of things and and you know you've got all these Netflix documentaries and not even Netflix but just documentaries going over veganism and and it doesn't have to do as much with the animals anymore now it's about your health and now it's about the lifestyle you live and and what it does to you and how you feel and and I've got friends that are vegans uh, some because of the animals and they've been vegans for a long time but I've also got friends that are turning to veganism for health issues and it's just kind of everywhere you've got these restaurants that are specializing in vegan food which I think is great because I've I've been there where I've got where I've had the uh, moment where I have to decide where to go out to eat with a friend, and you've got to think of their options. So it's nice to see whole restaurants catering to vegans. Um, but I want to ask you, Shaw, what's what's your take on veganism? What's how is it looking for you? You know, at first I thought when I first heard even the term veganism, I I didn't even know what what that really was. So I'm like, is that some sort of militant form of being a vegetarian like that's what i thought like is that some sort of extreme but once getting more of the information i just thought oh like i could that's something that's that's interesting and and, and i couldn't really knock it and as i kept studying and then kept seeing now people get results and seeing how people it's 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 changed lives as as cheesy as that sounds but it really has changed lives and the way people eat I'm pretty down with it. In fact, I think I've told you a while back, and I'll tell Mm -hmm. you, the listener, this. I'm considering going vegan for at least – I'm going to start off with one day a week. Wow. Because for me, uh, I've always battled with my weight. It's always been up and down, up and down. But I want to reach a point, okay, I can't keep doing this anymore. This is now – it's got to reach a a breaking point. And I'll also let you know that a few months ago, I was able to cut off uh, dairy as far as milk Uh altogether. And I thought it was going to be a lot tougher because I had always drank milk. I, uh-huh. I told you that once, and I can go through a gallon of milk easily in a week. What? Like that's oh yeah, that's, that's crazy. yeah oh yeah. That's uh, I I love milk. It, it, it's great, or I loved milk, I should say. But eventually, I reached a point where I felt like, do I really need to keep buying milk? And 
do I really need it for health reasons? I mean, my bones, knock on wood, should be strong enough as they are <laughs> after so many years <laughs> of drinking milk. At this point milk. in life, right? Yeah, yeah. And also, I have heard things that eventually, if you drink too much dairy and things like that, it could actually cause problems to your kidneys and so on. But who knows about that? I, I haven't verified that, but I would hear these things. You hear it from mm -hmm. family. I even hear, well, I would hear it even from my family hmm. as well. So I thought, okay, maybe I should try to cut it off a little bit, but I eventually just cut it off completely. And you know what? It felt really good. And it was a lot easier than I thought. Much more easier than, let's say, trying to cut off sugar. But oh, that's a whole other topic at some other yeah. point as well. <laughs> but my cousin, Carol, she, a few, I think it was about a year and a half ago or two years ago, she went to the doctor and the doctor told that she was pre-diabetic and that she needed to do something to change her lifestyle. And the thing is, my cousin Carol, for the most part, is very healthy. She's not necessarily overweight or things like that. But she does have on her father's side a family history of diabetes. And so she, as being the mother of two kids, she got really worried. She didn't, she didn't want to risk her health for the future of her children. So she decided to go vegan. And she has gone completely vegan and wow. she loves it. Yeah. She, yeah, she, she looks, she looks great. She, has even recipes and things like that that she um. posts on her Instagram. And I can tell you that this past week I did reach out to her and I asked, hey, I just want a little bit of advice. Can you tell me how to kind of start off with this? Because so you're serious. I, yeah, I am Good. serious. It's, it's reached a point where, you know what? It's time to put up or shut up when it comes to health. I things, like that. <laughs> you know, and so this is this is it. There's no more excuses. If I can do this with milk and cut that off, and this was February, I think it was, why can't I do this uh, with with everything else. And so I'm going to try, I'm going to be realistic about it as well, as I mentioned, once a week. And then we'll see, maybe go twice a week and then we'll go from there. One of the reasons I was also inspired is uh, there's actually a uh, a basketball player named Jaleel Okafor who a uh, training camp for a lot of these basketball teams are coming back. He has come back 20 pounds lighter on a quote-unquote mostly vegan diet. Wow. And he even said uh, that he's cut out dairy. Uh, and he said, this is quoting him, so that's cheese, chocolate, stuff like that, he said. <laughs> but every now and then, uh, I still might eat some fish, he said. And he says he feels lighter, he feels great. Uh, he's been taking his body seriously, his health seriously, um, and what he eats very seriously, which I think that is something that a lot of us do not do. I could, yeah. I could say I've, there's a lot of times where where I don't. Um, but what are your thoughts about about all of this? What are your thoughts about taking, you know, not just veganism, but taking the body seriously? And 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 I'm sure I think you've mentioned you've had some friends that have gone vegan. Yeah. And has it surprised you? Has it, has it been great? Has it been kind of a wow factor? So it's it's a little bit of a wow factor just because um I mean there are people that I know that I met them as vegan. So you know I know them as okay they're vegans and this is what they eat and this is what they don't eat and I just take that into consideration. I have friends that I've, I've grown up with and that I've gone out to eat with tons of times and, you know, we'll do anything from meat to frozen yogurt to ice cream to all that stuff that isn't vegan. And so now um, I, I've seen a, a, a large group of friends, actually, and, and I think social media plays a role, too, because now I, I, I hear it and I see it more often about how they're changing their diets and stuff. And a lot of it's coming from this uh, documentary on Netflix that's called What the Health. Um, <laughs> some of them haven't gone completely vegan. Some of them have just gone vegetarian. But um, other people, yeah, completely vegan because of what they've seen in the documentary. And if you haven't seen it, uh, it's interesting. So I, I, I would recommend it just to watch. I don't know if I agree with it 100%. But it basically goes into talking. It, it, it's trying to convince you to become a vegan. And it says that um, it, it's got all this research that says that uh, dairy and meat and all that stuff can eventually cause you to get cancer or diabetes and stuff like that. Um, and even goes on to compare eating hot dogs to like to smoking 
to smoking. So, mm. you know, like you feed kids hot dogs, you don't feed kids cigarettes. And, yeah. and that's kind of what it plays into. And it, obviously it's sensational. Um, it's interesting, though. I did my own research after it, and I don't want to say that I'm going to become a vegan just because of that. Um, but... It has been interesting to see my friends completely, like these friends that I've gone out to eat with so many times and, and I know what they eat, just completely shift their diets um, to to be healthier. And I, th- I I like that. I like seeing them. They all seem happier. They do seem, they, they're not, I think maybe a couple days in the beginning, it's hard. It's hard to get, the, to, to not eat what you're so used to eating, especially in our culture. You know, Latinos, oh. we love meat and all that stuff. Um, but they feel better, and I, and I'm happy to see them feeling better. I one of my good friends, my best friend actually, she um, is a vegan, and she feels really, really good. When I talk to her, she she always says like, "I'm not trying to convince you to become a vegan, but I feel so good." And so you know, maybe she will one day. I don't know, but she feels really, really good um, health wise. And I think I think it's like a domino effect. Once you feel good about how you are, how you're living, what you're eating, it's it's a domino effect. You start feeling good in other areas of your life, and you start doing other things that you didn't think you could do. And and I love seeing that. And I am interested. I I don't want to say that I, who knows, you never say never, but I don't know that I could become a vegan right away. Um, I I feel like some days I'm a vegan. Some days just based off of what I eat, I don't eat any meat. I don't, I don't really like dairy, so I don't eat a lot of dairy and, and you know, but, but I love seafood and I love shrimp and I love all that stuff. And I don't know if I could give that up. I could try. We will see. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But maybe I'll try what you did and may, or what you're going to do, um, and have a day and then maybe turn it into two days a week. And then, you know, maybe three months from now, we'll both be vegans and we'll forget the life we lived before. I don't know. You you never know. Um, but I think a big factor, what you said, like with the culture now, obviously we all have our different cultures, but with our culture, it is a lot of meat centric when it comes yeah, to a lot of our, like a lot, like, oh, shit. oh my god! <laughs> like, what are we gonna do? But you know what? Nothing's. It's not impossible. It's not. It can, it can be done. And I think there, and it's okay once in a while to say, you know what? It's my prima's what lo que sea cumpleaños yeah. or whatnot, and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna have this or whatnot. And, and you I should be able to. It's it's yeah. your health and it's your body, and you know it best. And yeah. and I like that. I think everything in moderation. I'm not. I don't eat. I mean, I eat meat, yes, but I don't eat meat every single day, and I don't eat a ton of meat every single day, and I don't eat red meat every single day. You know, mm. but. I just think that sometimes people get into the extremes, like, okay, I have to do just like this or whatnot. Yeah. And there are some vegans that are like that, that are just very strict, and 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 that's respectable. However, I feel, like you said, there should be a nice little good balance. And I think that's what I'm going to, at least for myself, and then, like you said, for yourself, uh, we're going to try to find that balance yeah. hopefully soon. Yeah, I think we're at that age where we do have to take our health seriously. And that doesn't mean, um, like, restrict ourselves from everything we like, um, but it does mean just looking at looking at our diets and what we're eating and what we're taking in and what we're doing to our bodies and just making it all better. I think that's that's the goal. And we'll check in and hopefully we will we'll feel keep, a lot better. We'll keep you updated. Definitely. Yes, we definitely will on our this little journey or whatever. Call it what you will. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how this goes for us and how it goes for all my friends out there doing their thing. I respect you. Um, great for you guys. For today's Throwback Thursday, I thought about we should talk about quinceañeras. One of the reasons that I thought about that is the other day I saw it was a video from a year ago, but it's one of the uh, pero like videos or was, oh, I love it was, those. or was it a me too? I can't remember. I think it was actually a me too. Uh-huh. It was a me too video on quinceañeras, and some of the some of the ladies there were trying on their quinceañera. Oh my dresses. god, that would and be hilarious! So, I'll send you the link. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, and. It was hilarious how they were talking about some of them 
Some of them could still fit in it. Oh, some of them could them. not obviously still fit in it, and that's okay. But they were talking about some of the funny aspects of it, like the standard photo of the quinceañera, which is kind of uh, by yeah. a tree and doing the whole cradling <laughs> side of the face of the side. Or there's one that you're on the grass and you're sitting down. And your or dress you, is all your dress out, is I bet. Out. Yes, yeah. that's, exactly, yeah, that's exactly it. So I wanted to ask you, and I know you kind of help out with quinceañeras. You do all the, like, the dances, you sit, oh, yeah. organize all that. So for our throwback Thursdays today, I wanted to ask you, what is either your most memorable quinceañera that you either attended or had a part in uh-huh. or what was the most funniest moment of a quinceañera because there's a lot of hilarious moments in quinceañeras yes there is yes there are um okay so i for the record i didn't have a quinceañera um i'm i was you know i just wasn't in a position to have one when i was 15 and yeah so i don't have any personal of my own quinceañera memories but i did attend a lot of quinceañeras and i was a part i was a dama in a, a few quinceañeras and now i choreograph uh, dances for quinceañeras so um I think the funniest moment was at my one of my good friends' little sister's quinceañera. Um, it was a few years ago. It was probably, ooh, it was probably six years ago. Uh, and the theme was Beauty and the Beast. So the quinceañera, she looked gorgeous. She was in this Beauty and the Beast dress. And, and so, the, you know, the, the vals was a song from Beauty and the Beast in Spanish. And then the surprise dance, the baile sorpresa, was also a vals in between the quinceañera and her chambelan. And he was dressed as the beast. Like, they got him a costume to be the beast. Mm-hmm. And so he's got this huge mask. Oh, like, it was the mask too? Like the, he was the beast. Like, he had a mask. <laughs> not, not face paint. It was this huge, like... I'm yeah, sorry, I should have laughed. Yeah, no, it was, it was cool, though. Okay, so he, he was the beast. And so the baile sorpresa was her dancing with him as the beast. And then halfway through the song, there was all this fog. And then mm-hmm. he transforms. He's a prince. Oh. So for that, it was me and my friend. We were in the back, like, just in the back of the, the dance room. We were waiting for this part to come up and then like you know like you know I don't, the song was the the tale as old this time but it was um in spanish and then like you know the part comes and so he hurries back and so here me and he's like tall he's probably over six feet and me and my friend are not we're like barely over five feet and so he has to like bend down and we have to like pull this mask off of him and there's all this fog everywhere so people can't see us and then you know we did it we did it in time and then he's a prince and then the dance the dance looked great and they looked great and it was it was just funny good times um yeah <laughs> that was probably one of my favorite moments so what about you any good quinceanera memories uh there's a fr- there's a few excuse me this, uh the best one i've been to uh i'll keep her name anonymous but <laughs> She, her family went all out. Oh. I was, I was, it looked better than some weddings. Honestly, me and my friends were just like, wow. We, our friends, we were, we were too cool. Like the crowd that I was in, we were too cool to be the Chambelanes. Oh, that's that would have hated you guys. Yeah, that, yeah. We, well, at least we thought we were the cool ones or whatnot. But even we were impressed. We're like, wow. Cause we just went there mainly just to try to hit on the girls. But that's <laughs> <laughs> just being honest. But the way that they did everything and the, obviously the limos and all this stuff. And the dances too. There was one dance they went all paisa out. Like I didn't know how to make all those moves, but they were like yeah. the quebradita flipping yeah, and the stuff, and like and oh, all that's that stuff. Cool. And I was just like, wow! Like they practiced a lot, or it's in their blood, or I don't know what it was, but they really went all out. And the food was fantastic. The dancing was great. They really treated it like a wedding. And wow! That was I'd one like of the, to see her wedding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so uh, another funny one that I can think of. Uh, it was a, a good friend of mine. The invitations came out for uh, her quinceanera, and my mom handed it to me. This was a long time ago. My mom handed it to me. She's like, hey, look, here's – insert name here. I'll get a name anonymous. Here's her uh, invitation for the quinceanera. I look at it, and I notice something like, wait a minute. What's up going on here? 
they put the parents who did who made the yeah. uh, invitations put the date that she was born in uh-huh. until the date that that was her quinceanera. So it looked like, like she a had tombstone. Yeah, it looked like she had oh. died. So it said <laughs> 1980 whatnot until that, and I just started laughing and my mom didn't know why I was laughing. My aunt was there also yeah. as well. And my aunt looked at me like I'm some weirdo. She's like, why are you laughing? And I said, do you guys not notice this? Like, mira esta ridiculez. I said, mira lo que hicieron. And then they both realized and then they both started laughing and then they were both like, oh, they don't pena. Like they oh, were out bad for them. But at the si- what they meant, but. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if she noticed. I have never, to this day, I have not asked her. I, I I don't ever want to bring it up, really. Although part of me is a little bit curious to see, hey, uh, nice tombstone invitation. Yeah, for maybe in in their defense, I'm just trying to get it from their point of view. Maybe they meant like you know how like a quinceañera is supposed to be like the, the tradition is like now you're a woman and it's your, your introduction into womanhood and mm. before you were a child. So maybe it was like a death to her childhood. I don't oh. know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was just the yes. Now, now she's maybe a not woman. At all. <laughs> yeah, because that's what quinceañeras are. You're, yeah. you're a woman now. Well, I don't know. Yeah, but. that probably could have been a better way. Probably, yeah, oh, for but. Sure. That one slayers, but overall, I, I, I do think you know quinceañeras are, are definitely a nice little a nice ceremony. There's something I, I know important for a lot of for a lot of girls. Some girls maybe not so much, but I think it's one of those traditions that I hope really continues and, and lasts for yeah. a long time. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for today. It looks that's like. It. Um, be sure to follow us. Well, first of all, thank you for joining us. Um, we hope you'll continue doing that. Be sure to follow us on social media at KSL Cafecito. And I'm at Evie Cruz. I'm at Shwet Um Thank you so much for listening. See you Adios. Next time. Yeah.